Feather, feather, feather. Light, light, light. Work, work, Asking, ask, answer, answer. Accepting, honoring, honoring. All we are, earth to star. Happy New Year, fun friends. <laughs> You're just driving home from a fireside gathering and you know, reflecting on the past year and looking forward to the future. And we're resonating with the idea of one really big, obvious, glaring focal point that we wanted to call in for ourselves, for our self-care, for our prosperity, for our peace of mind, for our flow, for all the ways it blesses us up. And that's meditation. Meditation, possibly the simplest action and the most profound, the most the, the greatest, the number one self-care practice, you know? The most rewarding practice. The most meaningful practice. It's a practice of not doing, just being, you know? For me, it cleans the plate. It cleans the slate. It's clarity through calmness and presence is the gateway to get there for me. So, so meditation for me is carving up that time to check in and just be as still and as present and available to myself. Um, and if I get off track or I, I find myself in a state of worry, I usually go back to gratitude, which is super helpful. And sometimes I'm not even bold enough, motivated to get to that place of meditation. And then I'll start with gratitude. Um, but currently my meditation practice needs a recommitment or I desire a recommitment and not just a recommitment as in I'm not meditating at all because that's not entirely true, but it's a recommitment to the consistency and regularity Here's my body green. It's a reconsistency to a regular recommitment to a consistency and a regularity to serve me in the highest and best and navigate um, my space and my grounding into a sacred structure that will serve me in a good way. Yeah. When you talk about sacred structures, I think you just nailed it and you, you just pinpointed something really big um just real quick before you answer that question what a sacred structure is i just want to say like the way it shows up for me i just see you know healthy habits and the patterns we set in motion through repetition and yeah you know when we when we do that for ourselves we create a, a structure mm -hmm. and a pattern that almost develops like a muscle memory and something we can, you know, sink into. We just know it. it's just a part of our day-to-day, -day and, and, and there's an ease that comes there. It's the contrary to every other thing that the media is telling us to do, every 
Another thing that our earthly desires are telling us to do, 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 do. And not very many things are reminding us to slow way down, be quieter, you know, just be, just be present, just present. be still, just be receptive. These are not common reminders. So committing as a daily practice to something so radical as a meditation, it, it is one of those sacred structures that puts a new pattern in motion, creates like a totally new way of being. It's like, a, I, I see it just like opening new doors for new paradigm, like a whole new take on life because I see the glimpses of meditation's majesty showing up and shaping my life in a really positive way. Whenever I'm worrying, I choose meditation. Whenever I'm anxious, I choose meditation. But now I want to, every single day, reserve time, devote some time, carve out, identify a, a time that I can do every single day to have that dedicated time for silence and stillness and quiet to, to just let those thoughts and those actions and those dreams just go away, have their rightful place way out there instead of like dominating my earthly existence every single day. Like this I have to do, this I have to do, this person needs me, this task needs my attention. Sorry, that's a lot of words. Will you describe what sacred structure means to you? Absolutely. So I think there's a couple of big pieces to this, and this is really like um, a construction or a deepening our relationship with the understanding and the parts of us that are masculine um, and the part and the masculine energies within our lives and within ourselves, because there are, you know, even though there's a lot of gender equality and we never get this big social concept around gender and gender identity and all of these really big pieces. But the reality is, is that in our beings, in our bodies, in our genetic makeup, parts of us are masculine and parts of us are feminine and they have certain different energy signatures that work together for a reason and to create certain things within our being and for us to be able to work together in harmony and create a harmonic bliss and therefore create a level of frequency that can then create our whole realities effortlessly. So with that being said, a sacred structure is that masculine part of that. So with the commit recommitment to meditation on a regular basis, bringing in consistency, when we bring in consistency, we create confidence through action. So regular action, creating confidence and such a big piece of our quality of life is dependent on how much we're trusting ourselves and trusting our environment and trusting to make these decisions. So that comes through this level or frequency of confidence. So anytime we can feel more confident about a choice we're making or, you know, the regular healing we're bringing into our lives, um, the more we can have confidence in ourselves and our intuition when the most simplest of things arise. And, um, you know, in that in return creates a better quality of life by following through with, you know, um, receiving the information that comes to our intuition and our gifts in general. So things like consistency create that safety struck. It's a safety through confidence and re like all of these foundational rooted energies that when 
activated in a good way and radiate through every single part of our body and then therefore in our reality can just make for just really effortless creation. That's kind of that in a nutshell. And there's other different qualities that I'm sure are really prevalent that I haven't touched on, but those are just some of the reasons why structure can be very freeing because there's a ton of safety if if those structural elements are in place. But also, too, it is a balance because you have those feminine pieces, which are that flow, that, you know, movement. And once you, so therefore, if you have those kind of things in place, if you're, if you're committed to meditating every day, you are meditating every day. As those things arise in your experience, you have, you know, you have your, You've taken some things off the plate so you can tolerate more um, or you can process more quickly. If we're walking around maxed out every day or just at a higher level of energy or even stress or whatever it may be, this meditation piece, we're doing that every day and we can take a little bit off the top. We can reduce our anxiety. We can relax our nervous system. We can support our limbic system. We can come into a place of physical alignment. And what that means is with all the extra stress in our bodies, our systems are now operating at a higher function, a more optimal function. So our hormones are producing at a better rate because we're not struggling with cortisol or extra cortisol in our system. They're producing the normal regulation hormones that we need, you know. Um, or For women, for us, it's estradiol or men is testosterone and Those are really big pieces of our brain chemistry that help us actually physically be happy, let alone spiritually or emotionally. When you describe sacred structures as a masculine trait, I agree. I I think that is kind of a a a divine masculine Mm -hmm. uh, quality. It's interesting to me to consider the sacred structure in a devoted time and a practice of daily regimen of meditating that masculine container around a feminine action, which is meditation. I didn't really think of it that Mm. way until just now, but now that I think about it, meditation is like pure feminine. It's got divine feminine radiating out of it. Now that I think about it, it's a surrender to the mystery. It's a total embrace acceptance of what is it's not a desire to shape things or create things it's just a a free surrender Mm -hmm. to what is and it's even a desire to be in the void of it all it's actually a desire it's desirable in my experience to let those thoughts drift away actually let them go away drift away until there's absence of thought you know that's a desirable state to achieve and that comes with practice Mm -hmm. but that that state of being in the in the dark basically that feels like divine feminine if i ever heard of anything like Mm -hmm. it you know let's talk about the gift of meditation wow one of the reasons why i want to talk about this is because it's such an obvious benefit to me it brings me so much remedy it so often is exactly the remedy for whatever ails me and the common ailments for me are anxiety 
overwhelm, worry. These things are like stressors that create a hand in front of my face. And in a simple way of putting it, meditation creates a distance from that stressor, puts that stressor in its right place, way out there, alongside all these other things, all these other, you know, cluttered thoughts and actions and deeds and hopes and dreams and desires. Puts it way out in the field, puts it, you know, it's it. so often I'm like in this mode of do, 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 put this fire out. It's almost like an emergency state and it's it shows up, it affects my sleep, you know. So can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So this is a lot of times, I mean, I'm not a doctor, I can't prescribe or diagnose, but usually this is a syndrome, this is a fight or flight syndrome. This is when like the renals are going crazy and, you know, it's actually like you feel... Like you're you're in that space of trying to survive. It's a survival technique. And so we call that the sympathetic nervous system. And so when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, you're in the fight or flight mode. So you're producing, you know, hormones you don't need like cortisol, like we were just talking about, like um, your adrenaline is running through your blood. And, you know, so really easy way to. You know, as we're kind of doing that, the meditation is a great way because when you're going into that meditation, you can lower your own heart rate and get into those the parasympathetic nervous system where your nervous system relaxes out of fight or flight, and then it returns to back to that close to that homeostasis and then actually changes alchemy process within your body so a really quick way to get there is breath and with meditation usually is breath so it kind of all comes together but essentially if we relax the nervous system we can relax all that's causing chaos with inside of us so it's like even that's what i love about meditation is that i might be and if i'm in a mood or in a place in a situation i can't get a hold of it i don't have to go at it in you know an intellectual way or process it if i can't if it's becoming a challenge i mean that's going to be my first go-to but if it's if i'm not making any headway and i'm still in distress you know, going at it from something like breath work and then into meditation, that's going to just slow down my nervous system, shift myself into a parasympathetic nervous system, relax my limbic system, and everything's going to calm down and chill anyways, just because I'm rebalancing the hormones in my body. So um, you bring meditation into that or as a big part of that, re-regulating your nervous system. There was a time, you know, when I didn't know how to meditate. Meditation arrived in my life in my early 20s. I was just kind of stumbled upon a a group that meditated, and we read books by Thich Nhat Hanh, and the way we did it is we would circle up, and we would have a dedicated amount of time to silence, utter silence, And then we would have a a period of walking meditation where we would just walk in a simple circle. And then we would read a passage from a book and then we would reflect. And we would basically go around the circle and share. And it was so rich. What a wonderful practice. That practice is modeled by Thich Nhat Hanh. He's one of my greatest influences. I really love him. He wrote so many awesome books. You know, he has this one book that compares the Buddha to Jesus. And there's really awesome truths in there. And one of them is that Jesus speaks in the present moment. Jesus speaks in present tense. 
in his words, in the words that are attributed to Jesus, the present. Mm-hmm. If you look, it's true. And, <laughs> and that's really interesting, you know. Presence is what it's all about, you know. Pre- meditation is presence. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ways to be present. There's also a lot of ways to meditate, of course. You know, there's moving meditation. There's meditating while you're washing the dishes. Um, my introduction was Thich Nhat Hanh. Breathing in, I relax my body. Breathing out, I smile. Dwelling in this present moment. I know this is a beautiful moment. You know, mantras like that. There's breath work. A lot of, there are actually meditation coaches, which is hilarious, I think, um, because meditation is the simplest thing. And it makes sense that there are coaches because we get in our own way and we, you know, we have these limiting beliefs that we need instruction and we don't understand. It's, it's, we have hangups about it. We, we, we question whether or not this is worth our time. Why is this valuable? It almost needs an introduction from a trained practitioner in order to surrender to this practice of stillness. But we who meditate recognize the gift in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, when I was first starting in meditation, I was like, boring. <laughs> you know, like my ego wants to be doing, doing, doing. And and then I would be sitting there with a flash of insight. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that down. Or I would be like, there, there's an answer to the question. Go and put out that fire. You know? There's a lot of ways to meditate. One way is to concentrate our thoughts, put our energy into something, focus our energy into a problem, for example. That's actually a variety of meditation, but that would be more considered concentration in my mind. There's another type of meditation that is purely listening. It's not trying to achieve anything. It's just quieting the thoughts. The whole goal is to quiet all the mm-hmm. thoughts. Some people, some meditation coaches talk about the breath, the importance of the breath. Just go back to the breath. I don't even think that's good advice for me personally. People, that might be really helpful for some people, but to each their own, right? As it relates to me, I recognize that my, bre- my breath, my breathing is on autopilot. I don't have to think about my breathing my breathing is happening naturally. Sure, I might bring breath work into my meditation. I, in fact, do have this ultra deep, luxurious breath in breath that I love. But that practice is um, one meditation technique of many. I think it's, for me, ideal to even get beyond my breath, beyond any kind of state of sensory experience, beyond my eyes ears bodily function and just be in spirit i think it's the truest version of who i am i think i'm able to access a level of consciousness beyond the collective consciousness beyond the mad swirl of this worldly ways and the you know the the weight of the world it's it's totally its own thing it's not the consciousness it's not the universe it's something different it's it's spirit it's home It's that home place. It's like truer than the whole universe. It's truer than the galaxy. It's truer than this flesh and bone, you know? It's something deeper. 
it blesses me up because it distances me from whatever I might be worrying about or contemplating or struggling with and just lets me be in my soul. I'm healthy, well, free, perfect, pure, completely holy, right? In my soul, I'm a child of the divine. There's nothing wrong with me. There's no room for improvement. It just, I just am. I'm in a pure love state inside my soul. That's why I see it. So anyway, I'm like acclimating to these greater truths. I'm acclimating to the truth with a capital T when I meditate. However small my baby steps are in contemplating that truth with a capital T, I am taking a baby step in that direction. That's the way I feel about it. Sometimes it feels like I'm doing nothing. Sometimes it feels like I'm not making any progress. I'm just purely wasting time. But in the bigger picture, that time I see is well spent. And in the bigger, bigger picture, I see from my future for this new year, a dedicated practice every single day of reserving time for stillness, mm -hmm. reserving time to acclimate myself to the quiet, to that actionless state, to that simple state of just being. Is there anything you want to add to that? No, and that's exactly something, I mean, I find great value in that. I think the more and more that we show up in that way, there's uh, it has its all its own benefits, and we can therefore reap those benefits mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. However, just by even that simple action, the amount of trust we start to establish is far we already mm, have a good amount trust. of trust. But now we start to establish the amount of trust in ourselves by showing up every day, by saying we're going to do something and holding true and following through for ourselves. Because there's a lot of trauma around all the places that people didn't fall through for us. But that starts to you know heal more and more and deeper and deeper in those ways because we start to have trust in ourselves. And it's just like when we can go back to those moments in our middle school years and our younger years and sell those, send those versions of ourselves love and heal. And th those ways we can continue to establish this consistency and generate trust between ourselves and what we desire and how we choose to grow and how we choose to become more of ourselves and how we choose to increase the quality of our life by valuing our peace and clarity and choosing those actions that represent the ability to get there and the ability to maintain maintain a level of clarity that keeps us closer and closer to bliss really truly at this point we want to acknowledge that we're really sleepy in this moment <laughs> it's new year's day I mean, it's the it's night of in the New morning. Year's Eve. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. And um, we're just really sleepy. And that's sometimes the trip with meditation. <laughs> you know, we're just exhausted. <laughs> so we're just too one sleepy. We fall asleep when we meditate. That's one of the things like, would I rather meditate or go to sleep? Sleep. <laughs> meditation in the morning seems to serve me in a good way. Yeah. I'm just relating, remembering. There's a lot of re a lot of excuses not to meditate, right? Yeah, I'd rather try and get a little time in before I fall asleep than nothing at all. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm just seeing that morning is a good time for me to do meditation. That's when I like to do sun salutations and just take care of myself. You know, yeah. What better way is there to take care of myself than 
meditation. Absolutely. I have a lot of enhanced clarity and intuition and extremely intense messaging post-orgasm, to be completely honest. that your favorite time to meditate? Mm -hmm. During sex or after? Well, I guess both, but after is really more of a meditation period than during because I'm still in a space of action or receiving or stimulation. Yeah, I would call it meditative, I guess. I'm, I'm in an afterglow state like feeling so charged and euphoric and uh, invigorated and just feeling a lot of feelings, feeling really in touch with my heart. It is mm. much like meditation and, you know, lovemaking is meditative for sure. And I want to have a dedicated, like I said, there's a lot of ways to meditate. And I want to have a dedicated space to meditate the old-fashioned way, mm -hmm. just quiet, seated meditation, exercising that good straight posture. <laughs> For me, I, I built up a, a stamina, like an ability to sit in lotus posture, you know, and it creates this perfect tripod. It's like this ancient seating posture that I can just sit in for ages. It's There's some good old-fashioned ancient again sacred structure in that full lotus posture that is totally designed for meditation i even heard that that yoga as a practice is all about training the body to be able to meditate to be able to sit in the meditation isn't that interesting mm -hmm. you know another um side effect of meditating is connecting with guides and guardians, you know, benevolent spirits, uh, you know, inspiring deities. Sometimes in that quiet state, a flash of insight, an angelic presence, uh, a, a spirit ally comes and and speaks. You know, for me, sometimes it's a it's like a frequency that becomes a melody that melody becomes a, a song and it it's it becomes a huge gift and a, a medicine for me in so many different ways you know there's tremendous gifts of clarity and insight and answers and also just stillness mm -hmm. just space mm -hmm. You know, that that space comes with so many gifts, like peace of mind, freedom, the ultimate freedom, right? Yeah, the ultimate freedom is not being stuck in stuck and large in the physical body, right? Yeah, and that's, that's exactly the point I wanted to return to. You know, we could ask ourselves, why would we want to waste our time when we're here on earth for a reason? Mm -hmm. When we're here in these earth bodies, why would we waste any time being in our spirit? Why would we waste any time worrying about our soul? We'll have all of eternity to worry about our soul. Let's be present in our bodies right now while we have a chance. In this brief time while we're embodied, let's focus on being in our body. Yeah, I get, I get that point. And I find that when I put my thoughts on spirit, when I put my contemplation on who I am as a soul, it helps me in my earth walk so mm -hmm. much. It helps me to 
you know, find my way, learn how to take good care of myself, learn how to like harmonize with my surroundings by understanding, if I can understand, by contemplating, by imagining, by wondering, by following my curiosity, by exploring who I am as a soul and who I am in relation to the great spirit, then I'm more capable of handling the wobbles on this earth because I know that my life is not temporary. Mm -hmm. My soul is eternal. I also don't have to worry about the, you know, feelings of loss, feelings of separation, feelings of loneliness because I got everything. My love cup is full because I'm accessing my home place, home with a capital H when I choose to. Those are the types of life-changing miracles that happen when we contemplate what spirit is and and it's meditation that brings us there you know Mm -hmm. there's no like there's no text there's no song that can unlock unravel these mysteries for us it's in that quieting of our minds it's in that unique interpretation of the divine it's in that personal witnessing personal experience each one of us can potentially have and meditation is what gets us there i totally agree and that consistency so much medicine in the consistency and you know i'll say it again presence is the only thing my kids ask for my presence my presence with them my presence is the greatest gift i can give to anyone else in my life too my presence is the greatest gift i can give to myself in my meditative state i'm being present with what is sometimes i'm suffering sometimes i have like a physical ailment maybe a headache and i'm being real with it i'm i'm looking at it i can see it in that meditative state i can feel it out and i find that it takes the pain away like when i look at it when i really feel it it takes away the frustration of that pain it takes away the you know like the fear of that pain having devastating damage in the long term bringing me closer to my death it takes away those types of traumas associated with a, a pain and put like i said puts them in there it's right place way out in the realm of all possibilities way out there and takes takes the suffering away mm. and and then i'm just here with my headache with a soft gaze non-judgment totally detached practicing practicing what's that called compassionate neutrality compassionate neutrality even toward myself even toward what's ailing me <laughs> no non-judgment not trying to change it just witnessing it and that creates its own remedy somehow, some by some mystery. When I feel it, I heal it. Mm-hmm. It's an alchemic process. You shift the actual frequency. So, yeah, I mentioned I, I, I look to Jesus as an example a lot, and um, that talk about alchemy. You know, turning water to wine. This miraculous person. According to this book by Thich Nhat Hanh, which compares Jesus to Buddha, he made it abundantly clear that Jesus meditated. 
Yeah. You know, here's this exemplary person we're looking to as an example. And he took that. He took that time and stillness, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thought. And I hope that it can be a door opening insight for someone out there, just like it was for me. Because somewhere in my arrogance as a Christian, I didn't allow myself to do these radical new age practices like meditating at one point. I was close to it. And wow, I was really missing out and putting a limiting belief and a real silly restraint on possibilities for myself by thinking I knew better, thinking there was only one way to connect with the divine or whatever. I'm trying to be more open-minded and open-hearted and not pretending like I know it all. I'm trying to be more surrendered to the mystery and more accepting. Vulnerable to your authenticity. Vulnerable, yeah, authentic. And my authenticity says, I don't know it all. I don't have to know. Mm-hmm. All the books I've read don't have all the answers. There's so many untold answers. And I don't need to access them all, but I do feel liberated. I feel free when I quiet down and I just be. I am. That's about as simple and true a statement as we can make. God is. Love exists. You know, these are some of the greatest truths, some of the biggest liberating doses of reality that I know. I am. I am. I am.